the goal wasn't about money and the goal wasn't about anything else but legacy. And I, I felt like, with all due respect, you don't necessarily create a legacy working as an agent under somebody else. You create a legacy by elevating your name. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast, where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. I've got two guests today, Dan Argent and Clinton Eastall from Urban X. So Dan and Clinton, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Samantha. So we're here to talk about the pros and cons of working for yourself, which um, we all know has its ups and downs. And um, Clinton, you joined UrbanX about a year ago. So I first of all want to know, um, how did you first get into real estate? Uh, to be honest, I kind of fell into it. I, um, I remember I was laying in the, in the living room one day and I, I saw on Channel 7 the block, or Channel 9, sorry, the block, and you know, I saw Damien Cooley up there with his suit and tie on and that tie. Yeah, it's that tie. So I thought, <laughs> you know what, hey, I, uh, you know, I'd love to get around in a suit and tie every day. At that point in time, I wasn't living on the Sunshine Coast and didn't realise that it's scorching hot on the Sunshine Coast. So no suits and ties these days. But, um, yeah, sort of sort of fell into it a little bit. Um, you know, I, yeah, really fell into it. I have a mate of mine that works for another agency on the Gold Coast and, you know, I'd always seen his Instagram and see how much he changed his life and, I thought, you know what, why not have a go at it? How did you come to meet Dan? It's actually, a, it's it's like a little garden path, to be honest. So I uh, I know the guys at X Media, um, they did a few videos for us, which then, you know, they teamed up with the guys over at Greyer, which then obviously, as everyone knows, Ben Wakeley sells a, a few things for Greyer. And, you know, I, I saw on, Inst- on on Facebook that, you know, Ben Wakeley had left Urban Property Group and started his own business. But then, you know, I saw a photo on Facebook that had Dan next to him, which Dan was kind of his business partner. I'm kind of sitting there thinking that is extremely interesting. You know, a guy that's just left his agency and Dan sitting there with his arm around him saying, you know, well done. So it was kind of fell into it. And then I just literally picked up the phone and said, hey, you know, can you tell me what this is about? And, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, interesting. So um, X Media, they're the same people that Gavin Rubenstein uses, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I, I first started working with those guys when they were Apollo Media. Yeah. Uh, I actually know them. We've, we come from the same uh, same town uh, in, in Queensland, so we sort of knew each other and, yeah. Small world, hey? Small world. Obviously, when you started in real estate, you started working for someone else. Is that is that right? Yep. So I actually started my career in a place called Remax in Toowoomba. Um, I, I think I worked there for about four weeks. Um, and then I left there because I was moving to the Sunshine Coast and worked alongside a, uh, an incredible lady named Jody Price for, at Ray White. Um, you know, I worked for her for four months. And you know, obviously me being a lot younger, I, you know, I didn't really 
understand and appreciate what was there on offer at that point in time and um, made the decision to leave there and stayed in the Ray White group and, and learned a lot and have a lot of respect for a lot of people in that that group. But, you know, obviously as you evolve, you, you learn things. And I left Ray White to then move to McGrath, who, um, you know, showed me a lot as well. Um, I worked for some incredible people and with some incredible people in that environment. And then, um, and then I just sort of the natural progression. Uh, I always sort of felt like, you know, what I want to do something for myself. And, you know, we, we found, you know, after talking with Dan, we just felt like he was the best pathway to allow us to achieve our goal. Yeah, interesting. So at some point there along, you, you worked for a number of businesses, but then at some point you decided that you wanted to go into business for yourself. What was the catalyst for that? I always wanted to. So it was weird because the first day that I got into real estate, the day that I decided I wanted to try real estate was, you know, I knew that the goal wasn't about money and the goal wasn't about anything else but legacy. And I felt like with all due respect, you don't necessarily create a legacy working as an agent under somebody else. You create a legacy by elevating your name, which, you know, like you look at the the biggest names in the industry, you know, your Ray Whites and your, your McGraths of the industry. Um, and, you know, that's what sort of pushed me towards, you know, East Ellen Co. You know, it's my family's name and, you know, it's something that we can leave as a legacy in our community. Was it scary at all? Because I know, look, I've started a business myself and, you know, I, I, at the time I felt like it was like building an air, like jump, jumping off a cliff and then building the aircraft on the way down a little bit. Um, what what actually made you step into it? To be fair, I actually didn't give it enough thought to be scared. Um, you know, I know it was very different and I know Dan and I actually, you know, I... I I remember I rang Dan and I, I spoke to him for about an hour and he could obviously feel my frustration through his, through my phone call. And, you know, the moment I met him, we sat for about an hour and a half and spoke about a lot of things and that sort of alleviated all my, my concern, but I really didn't have a lot of, I wasn't kind of scared. Um, I was nervous because obviously, you know, we didn't have a lot of money at that point in time. Um, you know, starting an agency, you know, you think you need, like for me, you know, the biggest thing for me was I thought I needed a hundred thousand dollars in the bank to start an agency. Um, when realistically, I think we did it with about 7,000 and, you know, that was still probably more than we needed. So, um, I wasn't scared necessarily. I think that for me, I just was quite, I just went down the, the mindset of, you know, if it fails, you're 27 or you're 26 years old, if it fails, you know, next, like rebuild it. Yeah. You know? and, and and I know it's cliche, like you hear of, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is Michael Jordan. You know, you hear you go, you, your biggest success is the first failure. And and like we've lucky, we're lucky enough to to not have, uh, have not failed as of yet. And touch will be don't, but we haven't had, we haven't failed just yet. Um, and, you know, that's, it's, it's refreshing to say because, <laughs> We launched our business on the on the second of March, twenty twenty, and then a, a little cousin came over and named COVID, and and you know that that sort of sent shockwaves through. And you know, like we were all guns blazing, and you know we got through eight weeks of of turmoil, and then you know that extended, and we just saw opportunity to build on the back of that. And Dan, what was the conversation with Clinton um, like from your end? Like, what were some of the things that you said to to him to to let him know that you know moving moving forward in his own business was was a good move? Yeah, Samantha, that's a great 
question. Um, I think, you know, when Clinton first rang me, and I remember it well, and I remember our first meeting very well, um, you know, something that Clinton said, I really resonate with, you know, my first day in real estate, I always knew I wanted to work for myself. I, I was exactly the same. My uh, very first boss that I worked for for seven years, um, you know, said, write down a list of goals when I first started. And one of those was to work for myself. So, you know, that kind of, um, I don't know, that's like a psyche, I think, you know, some people want to, some people don't, there's nothing wrong with either uh, path that people want to take in life. But the people that do want to, just feel a level of frustration working within the constraints of someone else's business. They want to leave their own legacy. They'd like their name on the door. Um, you know, there's numerous aspects to, to working for, for yourself. And, um, and so I really just understood uh, where Clinton was coming from and it was abundantly clear, you know, how he felt. Um, I resonated with that because I'd felt the same thing before doing my own thing. Uh, and so it was just a real uh, pleasure and honor to uh, be able to work with him and his uh, now fiance, Ash, um, on, on this journey. Yeah, interesting. And so you made the decision to go into business for yourself with Urban X. Um, was there, you know, what, what did that look like in the beginning? Like, you know, we always tell everyone the story about how we started the magazine in the laundry. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a laundry. But yeah. what what were what were the first few days or weeks like for you? Uh, to be honest, like I think, you know, I remember I spoke to Dan. I think it was in September, twenty nineteen or October twenty nineteen, and then our first meeting was on the thirteenth of December twenty nineteen. And you know, like I'd been approached by a few big agencies, you know, a few big franchises over, you know, the previous three years, and I just never felt that aura to do it. And then I remember meeting with Dan on the 13th of, of December. And like I said to Ashley, my fiance was sitting next to me. And I said to her, you know, I'd never felt more comfortable in knowing that whatever happened, you know, I've got the support around me. And I think that was a big thing. Like that Ash was a big reason why we did it because she was the biggest thing. She just said, you know, if it doesn't work out, just you can always go back and sell real estate for somebody else. And I was like, you know what, we're 20, like at that point in time, I was 25 years old. So um, you know, 26 when we launched the business or 25 when we launched the business. But at the start of it, um, you know, what it looked like was, I remember I downloaded an app called Canva, which everyone would be really, you know, interested in. And, and I was trying to design an idea for my name. And, you know, I named a few of them, you know, like I think we were going to go with Wolf Property for a little bit there. And I thought that was too gimmicky. And, you know, and then we just jumped on Canva and I was playing around with it. And I, I did East Ellen Co. And it was so funny because the, the design I did up looked like Tiffany and co. And I was kind of like, no, that's a bit, that's a bit sassy for me. So I, it was kind of nice because I, I sort of went to the team at Urban X and, you know, I sort of said to them, Hey, this is my, this is what I'm going to name it. This is some inspiration. This is some brands that I like. And, you know, we went far afield to find those brands. And, you know, I kind of said to them, you know, this is the name, this is the style. This is what we want to be known for. And this is how we want to do business. And then, you know, I didn't actually know what to do from there. I sort of spent the next two weeks just going through the motions. And I remember I got a call from uh, Zoe, uh, not Zoe, um, Sophie, who's the general manager. And she said, hey, we're ready to, to present you the concept. Can, can you come to Brisbane, say, next week? And I remember went down there and, um, you know, I literally, Ash, myself, um, Sophie and Dan were sitting in the boardroom and we were looking at all the designs and, you know, there was four fantastic concepts and 
you know, it was actually weird because I've chosen a different concept, but Ash, Dan and Sophie sort of named the one. And the more I looked at it, I thought that's exactly it. So it was kind of nice because we didn't really know what to do, um, but we sort of went with them with a concept and they delivered on what East Ellen Co is today. So first comes the logo, then what happens, Dan? Like once, once, once you've got a logo, what, what's next? Yeah, well, you know, the logo is is the the visual element uh, of of any business, um, and but then it's really it's what it stands for, and it's building out the full brand. And and every uh, agent and business owner builds out their own brand. We've got a saying that your brand is not your branding. Um, your branding is the visual element, but it's it's actually now starting to define your brand and your brand is what you want to be known for. Um, your brand is what you specialize in. Your brand is what people say about you. And so it's really just getting clear on that and, and sort of taking people on that journey of being able to very clearly articulate um, who they are and what they do. Um, and then the, the beautiful thing about that is once you do work for yourself and you do have your own personal brand, which you, know, you would know I talk about a lot, um, you have the ability to then market yourself as extensively as you want to. Uh, and, and, and so it's, it's sort of um, helping guys like Clinton who are stepping into business to be able to market themselves. And obviously, you know, we do all of that. You know, outside of that, there's, uh, I don't know, let's call it the boring stuff. There's getting all of the form set up, all of the backend set up, a realestate.com subscription set up, you know, your, your sort of CRM and RP data and, and all those kind of, uh, you know, things set up, um, building a website. But, you know, we take care of, of, of all of those. You know, this isn't an ad, but just to answer your question, you know, we sort of get that done in six weeks. When I went out on my own back in 2011, it took me six months. So we're pretty proud of um, the fact that we do um, in you know six months work in, in six weeks, but we've got a sort of dedicated in-house team that do it all. Um, but yeah, as essentially, you know, after we've got the go ahead from someone like Clinton, it's six weeks later, there's branding done, um, brand is defined, uh, website collateral is, is all built, backend is built. Um, and, it, and it's time to launch. And, and I mean, Clinton uh, launched, it, while we're doing our part of it, there's not a lot, you know, that an agent that we work with needs to do. Um, and so I remember uh, saying to Clinton, um, while we're doing this, your, you know, challenge and focus now is go and get as many listings as you can. And, and, and Clinton will probably be very happy to talk about, you know, how he launched, but it was one of the most incredible launches we've ever seen. Um, and, 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 and his success has never stopped from that day, despite uh, COVID, uh, it, it's never stopped from, from that day. So, so how did you launch Clinton? What, what was involved in all of that? A lot of hard work. Like, I think, you know, like I'm very fortunate to be working within a community that supports us incredibly well. Um, you know, I love our community and, you know, we, we have quite a good following because we, we care for these people. Um, and there's a lot of them. Uh, so it was kind of more so just spreading the word to say, hey, you know, like what you guys love about what we're doing, we're just amplifying that. Um, so the, I, had, I had a personal goal that I wanted to launch the business with 15 listings. Uh, I think we launched with 22 or something like that. Um, yeah, and it was just because people saw that, hey, you know, like, you know, it's, it's really hard. You know, my area, for example, the second youngest agent at that time was, you know, 47 or something like that. <laughs> so it's very very hard when you've got all your agents in one community that are, you know, have been doing it for a long time and they're established and they're experienced. And, you know, you've got this 25-year-old upstart who, you know, is is working his backside off, but, you know, doesn't necessarily have the life experience that these other people do. So, um, you know, for me, it was just spreading the word to say, hey, like, if you, if you will back me, like, I, I want you to back me because I've backed myself. 
And I think, you know, it, it, it was nice to be able to launch like that, but I think we just knuckled down. We said, okay, well, whatever we're doing, let's double our efforts. Um, and, you know, it kind of just really worked out well for us. How many hours a day do you reckon you were working in the beginning? Like the very beginning? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting you actually ask that because I'm going through this process with our team now and, you know, we, we've grown in the last 18 months to we've got 10 people within our office, um, which is, you know, it's, it's grown exponentially. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to them at the moment with regard to, you know, you don't get to where I am today by doing what I'm doing today. You get mm. to where I, I am today by doing, you know, what I, you know, I'm, I'm reaping the rewards now of what I was doing seven years ago. And, and Tom Pennell said something recently, which I thought was really interesting. You know, you want to build an elf business and that's an endless listing fund or, um, you know, I can't remember the terminology of it, but it's the work you did back then is the work, is the work you get paid for today. And you know, I was working a lot of hours. Um, you know, I did, I was very, very fortunate to have the support of my fiance and she was working really diligently with me. Um, and yeah, I think, I think one thing I've learned over my career is how to probably more so work smarter than harder uh, because you can put as many hours in the day. You, know, you can put 24 hours in the day to business, but you know, if you're not doing them effectively or smart, then you know, you may as well just go back to doing four or five so what are some tips for working smarter, not harder for other people that might be listening? Um, just knowing, like knowing exactly what you've got to do every day. Like, and I'm talking to my associate about this at the moment. Um, you know, he's fresh into the industry and, you know, it's something that I, I know, but I don't deliver too well in teachings, but it's just being in control of your diary, knowing exactly what you're doing at any point in time. And also, you know, respecting the fact that if you need a day off, take a day off. You know, like I'm, I'm currently on the Gold Coast now. Um, you know, I've just taken three days off because I, I, I needed to just re, re, um, refocus on, on what I needed to do and what I needed to achieve. And like I wasn't providing any value to our team by sitting in the office, you know, you know not, not doing what I was meant to be doing. So uh, I think ultimately just controlling your diary, uh, putting time away for certain things. I think prospecting really well. My biggest thing is I think in this industry, you've got two types of businesses that you run. You either run a catch and kill business or you run a relationship-based business. And catch and kill businesses if you want to make short-term short, short -term money and relationship-type businesses if you want to you know, run a really long and efficient um, you know, real estate business. So you know, I really love the fact that you know, I'm, I don't have commission breath when I'm talking to people. I just want to know them. I want to get an understanding as to exactly what they want to do. And look, if they don't want to sell now, if they, if they want to sell in 10 years time, for me, it doesn't bother me. The only difference is, is I'm going to have 10 years left more in my life, but I'm still, having, I'm still going to have the same hunger that I've got today. You recently moved into a new office in Coolum. How did that feel? Uh, it was always my dream. Like, and, and obviously I know that it's interesting because Dan and I talk about this quite regularly and Dan, Dan has his views on things um, and, you know, I respect those views. And um, But that was always a dream and a goal for mine, of mine. Um, you know, I, I wanted, I felt like we were selling the dream of Coolum or the Sunshine Coast, but, you know, and selling our community, but I felt like we weren't entrenched into it. And, you know, like... Like I definitely agree with Dan in the sense that I don't believe that shop fronts do anything for a business. That's just my personal view. And I, I know that Dan does it for us. It was about the space and the location. You know, we are in the heart of our, of our core community. Um, and it was actually really, 
you know, refreshing. Like to see everything that we've been able to achieve in the last 18 months uh, with the support of Dan and the crew of Urban X, like, you know, it's just been really nice to see that, you know, things have been ticked off the list as we, as we do it. You started your own business from nothing. We've moved into a new office. Um, you've got nine people, I think you said, in the team now. Um, yep. How many properties have you sold in the last 12 months? Like how many listings are you carrying at once now? Um, we, we sort of operate a little bit differently. Like I'm not of the opinion that you list property to list it. Like anyone, anyone can do that. Like, yeah, like at the moment we're carrying, I think we're carrying nine listings um, with with six of those under contract. The other three will go under contract this week. And then we've got another, like I think we've got six properties coming to the market next week. And it's kind of good because we get to control what comes in the market at one point in time based on what the market needs. Um, so yeah, like well, I think as a team between the three of us, we've got nine listings at the moment and we've got a few more coming on next week. And how does UrbanX support you in, in the actual transaction? I, I don't think it's only the transaction. Like, you know, everyone thinks too quite small about what UrbanX do. Like there's a lot of stuff that everyone externally will just not even see, you know, like they, that what they, what they actually let me do in the transaction is, you know, they let, let me not worry about payroll. You know, they let, they let me not worry about training. They were, they let me not worry about, you know, all the things that running a business gives you headaches about. And don't get me wrong, you know, whether you're an urban X agent or an agent with somebody else, I don't think it matters. You're always going to have headaches, but they, they just allow us to focus on talking to buyers, talking to vendors and selling the property for the most we possibly can. You know, they, they process all the listings. You know, we just flick them an email saying, Hey, can I get a listing authority for this property? Um, you know, when a contract, when, it, when that so listing signed, you know, we just send it to them and they process that, that uh, listing authority, you know, and send it out to all parties, you know, same thing on the sales side, you know, they just allow us, you know, what we're doing on the field, they make sure that we're doing all the right things off the field inadvertently by taking that away from us. Yeah, absolutely. So what does your typical day look like at the moment? At the moment? <laughs> Um, today, except when you're not in the Gold Coast. Yeah, uh, normal. Uh, look, to be fair, I think if you look at it a broader week, you know, I, I think for me, I think it's just again talking to all your clients. You know, like I, I run a pretty like my team at the moment are looking at me going, mate, how is real estate so easy? And I'm like, it's not always easy. It's just the fact that I don't call people to talk about real estate. I talk to them about their lives and what they're up to and where they're up to in their goals and their plans. And look, everyone's different. You know, some people might pick up the phone and say, Hey, you know, it's so-and-so from one real estate agency. Um, just want to, you know, this one just sold. Would you think about selling? Like, I don't think I've ever made one of those phone calls. Mine's more of a, you know, Hey Jill, it's Clinton, mate. How's the family? You know, I saw you down at the coffee shop the other day. Um, you know, just talking to them about things that I've spoken to in the past. And I think that's a benefit of working in a tight knit community like we do have is we're not in a big city and, you know, that's obviously just us. Um, but on a day to day, it's basically just connecting with clients, just talking to, talking to people in our database, you know, talking to our vendors, communicating with good quality buyers that are qualified, ready to buy. Um, and then really just enjoying our days, to be honest. You seem pretty disciplined. I mean, Dan, I think Clinton seems pretty disciplined with what he does. Um, you, know what, you know what Clinton is? 
Clinton is hungry. He's disciplined and, and, and um, you know, whether or not hunger, um, you know, breeds discipline, uh, or, you know, whichever way you want to look at it. But, you know, Clinton is a very driven, hungry guy. Uh, and, 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 you know, one thing I didn't say when you asked me before is that's what I picked up when we first met and when we first spoke. Clinton's got big goals in life and he's going to hit them. And, and I think that's where that discipline comes from. Yeah, it's, it sort of seems that that Clinton's very um, consistent too in in what he does. And I guess um, if you can be consistent and be accountable to yourself, then going into business for yourself is probably a pretty good move because you know that you can do that stuff. Just wondering, you know, because UrbanX has been around for a while, is there a type of person, Dan, that you've noticed is suited to going out on their own and a type of person that perhaps isn't? Yeah, it's a great question, Um I'm reading a book at the moment. Uh, it's written by a SAS soldier. Um, and in this book, he uh, has this quote that really resonated with me uh, and it answers your question. He said, you can't be what you can't see. And I think that, you know, people that go into business inherently just, they've got goals, they've got something that they want to achieve in life. You know, like Clinton's got goals in his life that he wants to achieve and he sees business as the best vehicle for it. I was exactly the same. And I think everyone that we work with that really makes a huge success of uh, working for themselves, you know, they've got that. They're, they're self-motivated. Um, they know what they want in life. Um, they probably feel a little bit of agitation around, um, you know, what's my career progression? I know how to list, I know how to sell, um, you know, why am I sort of, sort of still here? Uh, maybe they want their name on the door um you know maybe it's more money in their pocket and sort of not giving so much away it's obviously a big part of working for yourself you know um, so so i think you know that's who it works really well for an experienced agent that's established in an area that that wants to do something different and i love you know clinton has talked about um you know building relationships he's talked about a long-term view uh, and I think that all that's his brand. That's Clinton's brand. He's a relationship guy. And he gets to know everyone in his area. They know him. He doesn't have to really talk about real estate, but when they want to talk about real estate, they know that's what he does. And, and that's going to be his legacy. So he talked about legacy. Well, I think that's going to be, that's going to be part of his legacy. Who's it not for? Great question. It's not for a lot of people. It's not for new agents. Um, you know, you can't go straight to university. You've got to go to primary school and then you've got to go to high school and then you've got to get it, you know. So it, it's not for new agents. Um, you know, Clinton spoke about, you know, everything he learned at, at two large franchise groups and he um, owes them a lot. Um, and that's just normal, right? So it's, it's certainly not for new agents um, or, or agents that are unestablished. Um, you know, Samantha, in my experience, and we'll be two years in a month uh, on this journey of UrbanX, um, you know, there's like a, a level, it's not just about GCI, but, but like until an agent is writing at least a quarter of a million a year in fees, um, you know, I just don't think it really works. So, you know, I, I, that would be like the bare minimum where I think, you know, you, you're big enough in an area, um, there's enough business where it sort of really warrants it. I guess they talk about that with, you know, self-managed super funds until it's at a certain size, it's just not worth it. I think that's what it is for going out in business. And you've got to be self-motivated, you know, like no one's going to come in 
um, you know, you work for yourself, Samantha. No one's going to come and, you know, check your numbers every day and have your major calls and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, you've got to be self-driven and self-motivated. You've got to want to achieve something in life. So, you know, that's probably who it's for, who it's for. I, I actually think that's like, if you ask me what my biggest asset asset is, I think that, you know, from a, from a, I'm very self-aware, but I think my biggest asset's also sometimes my biggest downfall. And that is that I, you know, and I'm going through this process on the Gold Coast. You know, I've met with a few agents today um, just to sort of self-check or reality check myself against other people. And, you know, my biggest thing is I feel like at the moment I'm so far off, you know, but then when I think about where I am, I'm actually so not off at all. But, you know, I heard Matt Lancashire say one day, you know, give yourself a good rating, like give yourself a rating out of 100. You know, and I feel like I'm at the position where I'm so hard on myself that I feel like I'm, if I was to rate myself at 100, like I'd probably say I'm a probably 16, you know, because I'm, because I, I, I'm nowhere, like everyone see, like, and I've had this a lot lately where everyone goes, you're massive, you know, you're so successful. And I'm like, mate, like successful to who, you know, like for me, like I look at going, you think I'm successful, but I'm sitting here going, I'm nowhere near Elon Musk or, you know, Jeff Bezos. Is it, it'd be nice, but like I, I'm, I'm not really successful when you think about the whole, you know, the long game and, you know, success to me looks very different than whatever else is. Success to me is being able to be in a position that I can influence certain things within our community that I can, that people look at us and go, okay, well, what he says, you know, they can, that can help me get somewhere. Um, but I'm, I'm incredibly hard on myself. I, and I know a lot of people in this industry are as well. So I feel like you're harder on yourself than you need to be. I definitely am. And I, I probably need to show myself or, you know, have a bit of appreciation, but like for myself, but you know, I've always come from, like Dan said, I, I'm incredibly hungry. Like I, you know, I came from nothing monetary wise when I was growing up, but I came from everything morally and I wouldn't change a thing. Um, but you know, as I said, I'm I'm nowhere near where I feel like I need to be, or I feel like our community needs me to be, or someone like me to be. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so, fast forward into the future, what does success look like for you? Changing other people's lives around me. Like I want to be in a position. Like they always say, you know, you are a byproduct of the five people you're around. You know, I want to be like a I want to be like a radiation plant. I want to affect the hundred people around me. You know, I, I want to see you know, kids that are, are struggling at our primary school or high school, you know, I want to see, I want to be in a position where I can go, hey, you know, here's, a, here's, you know, here's something that's going to be able to help you. You know, I, I want to, and whether that's real estate, whether that's rugby league or sport or academic or music playing, whatever that is, I want to see the Sunshine Coast, not put on the map in Australia, but I want to talk about globally. Like, I, I want, like, you know, we've got a, a guy that comes from our, community julian wilson who's just come back from tokyo in the olympics and i I look at the way that our community looks at him as in his standing within the community i want more of that coming out of our community and i'm not only talking about cool i'm talking about the sunshine coast as a whole so for me success looks like influence if i can influence other people's life for change because in my life i've had people that have come into my life and and save my, I said to Dan last night, if, if there was a certain number of people that didn't come into my life when I was growing up, I have great fears for where, what, where I would be today. So if I can be that into somebody else, then that to me is success. There's no dollar figure on, on that. 
I think it's, you know, how you influence other people around you. That's what success looks like to me. And Dan, how can Urban X support Clinton in what he considers his definition of success? You know, I think everyone's on their on their own journey, Samantha. Um, what we can do is make uh, business substantially easier. Um, you know, Urban X uh, started uh, to solve a problem, which is how do you make business easier? I, I, I was a real estate agent. I got out of it, uh, got out of working for an agency because I was sick of giving away you know, so much of my fees, no control over the direction of the business, went out on my own and it was amazing. But then there's like, like you know, you know, another hundred things you've got to manage. And, uh, and, and that caused, you know, enormous uh, you know, personal kind of damage in my life. And so we made Urban X. Uh, to to make the best of both worlds, work for yourself, but not by yourself. And so, you know, we wrap a lot of support around Clinton. We try and take care of as much in his business as we can. You can actually do an enormous amount in a business without being on site. We're in Brisbane, um, but we operate from, you know, Northern Territory to Melbourne. Clinton's on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, but there's a lot that you know we sort of take care of to really free him up to continue building his business in the way he wants to build his business and live his life in the way he wants to live his life. Um, you know, for me, when I worked for myself, you'd work all day listing and selling, and then you'd come home and you'd be like doing the books and you'd be managing trust accounts and dealing with staff issues and stuff like that. And you know, that was sort of from like you know, six till 10 PM every day. Um, our goal is to ensure that no one that we work with uh, has to go through that because everything gets looked after for them in the background on a personal level. Um, you know, I, uh, Clinton's a, a very good friend of mine uh, now. And, uh, you know, I, I really can't talk to him enough to, to be honest. Um, I like, you know, I'm, I'm only I'm not old. I'm only 38, but I like him being able to impart anything that I've uh, learned uh, in life um, and sort of help others um, again resonate with a lot of what Clinton just said previously um, and so you know we've got I, I think you know the other uh, answer to your question is that when we developed Urban X we sort of knew we could do admin and accounts and branding and marketing and software and IT and a whole range of things but what we didn't really realize it just formed naturally was community and and that was kind of like the the surprise that came out of building Urban X was the community. And so, you know, there's about 91 agents in that community um, already. And, and I love the conversations that happen. I know Clinton, um, you know, has developed relationships with a lot of people within that community and many with Clinton as well. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it, it, it's just being able to talk to other people, cross-check, you know, like Clinton was just saying. Um, and, and yes, you are right. Not be too hard on yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, it's been great catching up with you today and thanks very much for sharing a bit of um, your journey, particularly Clinton, because I know it's probably going to help some people out there who are, you know, on the fence about going into their own business. Um, if there was one takeaway or one piece of advice you could leave everyone with, what would it be? I'll start with Clinton. For mine, it's uh, develop an unwavering belief in yourself. Like for me, like I, I, like, you know, I had 1% of me that said to myself, that if it doesn't work out, you can just go work for somebody else. But, you know, I, Dan, and I've, Dan and I've talked about this. I, I struggle to understand how people don't have unwavering beliefs in themselves, especially in this industry. So I would say it's yours. Enjoy the journey and just, be, just believe in yourself. Have a crack. Good. You've only got one life, so. Good advice. And Dan? 
you know, Clinton really stuffed me up there right at the end with the last few words because my advice was going to be we only get one life. Um, So thanks for that, Clinton. But, um, but, you know, that that might sound uh, philosophical, but, you know, we do just get one life. We're going to orbit the sun a certain number of times um, in our lifetime. um, And, you know, it's not about life short and, and things like that, although, you know, you do talk to older people and they always sort of talk about, you know, what they regret not doing rather than, you know, the mistakes that they made. Um, we get one life. What do you want? Define that. You're in charge of it. You know, we live in an incredible country. We have an incredible opportunity. Um, and, and sort of, you know, don't live your life at 50%. I mean, unless you want to, and that's fine if you do, but, but if, you know, if you've got big goals in life, if you've got aspirations in life, don't let anything hold you back um, and, and, and really go for it. Good advice. Dan Clinton, thank you so much. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinaliteagent.com.